You're listening to the Connect Church podcast featuring the pastoral staff of Connect Church in Tupelo, Mississippi. This podcast delivers biblical truths, hot topic discussions, and encouragement you need on your daily journey to live like Christ. The Human Resources Department requires that I be available. Not sure if the invite cards are nifty, but the mustache is definitely not. He's in charge of our children. What are we doing? I don't. Here are your hosts, Terry Pierce, Andrew Pierce, and Tanner Stahl. Thank you all for being here. Let's get started. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to episode number. Welcome to episode number forty-eight of the Connect Church Tupelo podcast. <laughs> Almost to fifty. Almost to fifty. You kind of sounded right. like that guy off of uh, Parks and Rec. That's what I was going for. <laughs> thoughts for your thoughts. Yes. <laughs> the story about this podcast is that I'm recording it yes! right now. <laughs> yes. what, what are they called? The the purred followers. I can't say that. Oh, wait. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, never mind. Sorry. No, no. no. Oh, 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 never mind, never no, mind, never mind. No, we probably shouldn't say that on the podcast. No. no, we're not going to. So, moving on. Somebody will misconstrue that. Yes. So, Please um, go watch Parks and Rec. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyways, so uh, we're here on the episode. We're wrapping, uh, or not wrapping up, sorry. We're still in. I say wrapping up because I started doing the Ten Commandments work. And, uh, but you, Luke comes you. after that again. Yeah. So, um, anyways, um, Teaser, there's a new sermon series coming in May. <laughs> Taking a break from Luke, but uh, anyways. Um, so we're in don't, Luke. Don't cha- tell them. <laughs> uh, I just did, sorry. Uh, we're dealing with our doubts here in Luke chapter 7, verses 18 through 35. So um, I thought it was a good, ser- uh, good sermon, good service on Sunday. Uh, I was very surprised at the attendance that we had just because it was still the end of spring break. Yeah. And we still, still had hit, some folks on the beach. Still hit 430. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Or 429, excuse me, according to the book. But anyways. <laughs> who's uh, counting? Yeah, who's counting? <laughs> uh, well, apparently you are. No. <laughs> anyways, so yeah. But the most important thing, of course, was the basketball tournament. And we'll get into that later on in the podcast. Um, Duke's in the f- Sweet 16. Yeah, you about said Final Four. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. Uh, anyways, all right, dealing with our doubt, um, give us your big takeaway, Terry, from your sermon on dealing with our doubts. Yeah, just setting, setting it all up. We um, sort of dove into the message right away with some um, things that folks could write down. We talked about a little quote from Dr. Danny Aiken on disciples who never suffer periods of trembling confidence in their God, the Bible or the gospel, or their calling are most likely playing it safe or living in denial. It sort of grabbed everybody's attention, you could tell from the get-go, uh, is that we would wind up making several uh, statements right out of the text in the passage. I know in our Connect group, uh, we um, just uh, you know landed where uh, some folks were just saying, man, we've never heard that before. And even Belen was talking to me on the way home right after service about, she goes, oh my goodness, she said, uh, I just, I've read that story hundreds of times, but I've never thought about John the Baptist being depressed and discouraged and, you know, and, and the guy that had baptized Jesus, you know, we go into great length. So listen to the sermon on the sermon podcast. And, it's uh, there. It you up. can listen to it. Absolutely. And it's I guarantee you there are going to be things in there I've never said. I didn't realize that. I mean, I knew I was going to say it because it was a manuscript. But it is stuff that I've never <laughs> preached on in 30-some-odd years. It almost contradicts some of the stuff I've said in the past uh, because it's just straight out of the Bible. And it was, you know, reality uh, check. We still had folks even coming up to me after service that were still struggling saying, 
say, man, I've, I just never believed that you were supposed to doubt in God because that would just like you were going to hell. And I said, I know that's just a big lie that you've told yourselves and that we've, you know, you've listened to. And so, um, yeah, go ahead. So that leads me to a question, which I did, I did think this Sunday, um, as I was listening in the sound booth there, um, how does one preach for 30 years out of this book many, many times and just, I mean, like what changed, like, you know what I'm saying? Like what changed it to where you see something different this time? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's just now easy answer to that is, you know, found, um, with, um, what we had my discipleship group last night. Uh, we were reading through John 10 and uh, I won't mention Tony's name. And anyway, he just said, you know, all these (laughs) years, (laughs) he said all these years, you know, I've never realized how secure I was in Christ that, you know, that, and he said, and it's, he said, it's just right there. And it's in, you know, Tony's almost 60. And he said, it just leaped off the pages at me that, you know, a 60 year old guy that's taught Sunday school all of his life. And, and that's the cool thing about being in a church like ours. We're not afraid. And this is the, you know, the, the big takeaway for all of our congregation, I think is learning. If you're, obedient to listen to the Holy Spirit. Uh, the problem with conservative evangelical Christians like us, Tanner, is that we get to be full of ourselves and arrogant thinking that we have somehow have a knowledge and arrived in the humility of following Jesus Christ means, you know what, um, maybe my stuff that I thought was, you know, foundational to my belief was not really biblical. And I think the key to the Christian life is discovering. <laughs> you okay, bud? How, how is that playing? Not, this is like two times out of the It's not even on. Tanner had some great audio he wanted to share with yes. you guys. From our vice president. Oh, dear. And so we're learning that the Holy Spirit is teaching us new things, and God help us if we get to that place that we're so full of our own ideas and our own set in our own ways that we cannot learn, you know, that, uh, hey, you know what, this is, I was wrong. And we came to that place. And, and so we led into that part of it that the reason that God allows us to go through doubts is it allows us to dive into it, to, to go deeper. And, you know, gave the illustration of going snorkeling and stuff and how cool it is that you can't put in, I can't put a picture up and show you, you just have to experience it yourself. And ultimately, what we led our people into Discovering Sunday is that God allows us to go through doubts. And uh, and, and uh, one of the guys brought up my D group last night, and I'll shut and let Andrew talk here for a second, <laughs> but uh, he, let, he, he led off in the group, and he says, you know, uh, what I hate about that story, though, and he said, why didn't Jesus go visit John the Baptist? You know, because we don't know anything else that happens. We just know he dies, yep. you know, in the prison. And he says, that's just so uncool that the greatest preacher on the face of the earth, he fades out. And I said, and that's exactly, and he said, that just doesn't seem fair. And I said, and, the, and that's so cool, Brooks, because that's exactly what Jesus wanted us to see out of that is it's not about us. Hmm. The more we fade out, and because what did John the Baptist come to do? He came with one mission to get everybody ready for Jesus' coming, and then it wasn't about him. And so the greatest preacher of the earth uh, that ever walked the face of the earth 
he fades out and doesn't go out with his name on a plaque or gets his name on a building <laughs> or anything like that. On they the, named the chapel after him. They named the, the chapel after him, right. <laughs> so they, <laughs> I was going to say the pew, but <laughs> I like Tanner's better. <laughs> Either way. And, and so we actually brought that up in our D group last night, and I said, that's why my freaking name is not on this new building. You know, that's not. there's no plaque that says Terry Pierce was pastor when this crap, this stuff was built. You know, because you know what? Well, it, you did scratch your name in the uh, sidewalk when it was – the cement was drying. <laughs> yeah, but I misspelled it. So this anyway, Terry was WZ yeah. here. <laughs> if, if it would have been my dad, it would have definitely been that way because my dad put his name on everything. But anyway, and they, but, but uh, and I said, because you know what? In 25, 30 years from now, or maybe 10 years from now, there's going to be nobody freaking in this church even remembers who I am. There's other pastors' names on these other buildings here in our church, and 98% of the people that go to our church don't have a clue who that guy was because we're going to fade out of the scene, and that's the way it should be. We come and we go. We come and we go. Like ships in the night. Absolutely. None of us, and, and that's what you know. point was, is none of us are indispensable. You know, We better be honestly grateful out our, you know what, that we even get a chance to go to church like this, that we get a chance to, you know, that's why I'm grateful I get to be the pastor here because, man, I'm coming off. I mean, it, it's it's going away. And so, again, the whole humility is is that it's about Jesus. And so when we doubt, the only way we really get to discover that deeper truth like we just talked about now is that we go through struggles ourselves. And so, all right, I'm done. Before you take off, um, <laughs> One thing that I had, what you said Sunday, that I had never thought about, and it was kind of a light bulb moment, was yeah. that it's not a sin to doubt. Right. You know, like, I mean, not that I thought it was a sin, but I just never thought, oh, that's a sin if you're doubting. But then it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's not a sin. Right. You know, it's so. not, and, and that's what we said. Faith and doubt can find room in the same heart. Right. And, and that was a huge one. You, you could just, our whole, our whole connect group went off on that. They just like, we never realized that it was okay with Jesus. You know, and, and that's hard for some personnel. And I feel like, I don't know about when you hear the word doubt, what you guys think, but when I hear the word doubt in the biblical sense, I automatically go to doubting Thomas. Yes. That's, my, yeah. that's where I yeah. go to. Oh. And he's painted in such a negative light right. in our mm-hmm. churches. Oh, you don't, don't be a doubting Thomas. Right, right, you know, right. so it's like. Yeah. We've literally heard that exact sermon. Right, it was right. called Doubting Thomas. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, you know. As if that was his first name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why I'd never had the thought of it's not a sin to doubt. Yeah. And may I just. We lump him in with Judas sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Right. No. And and to that point, may I just, you know, I hate to be this guy, but, but. Honestly, that's been taken out of context and preached right. wrong because the truth is Jesus doesn't condemn him that day. Right. He just says, blessed are those who don't have to have that question, but he totally received John the Baptist yeah. and totally took him in. And I mean, no, and Thomas, and he never, you know, says you're not a disciple anymore of that. So, Which too, that goes, I think it was actually Terry's quote because, or I just didn't wrote down who actually said it, but it said, uh, it was up on the screen. It said, doubts cause us to go down into the labyrinth realm of profound truths to find treasures many people don't. He didn't quote anybody on that, so I assume he said that, but then when I heard the word labyrinth, right? Like, nah, there's yeah. no way. There's no way. <laughs> I literally was, as I'm reading this. I'm thinking the exact thing. I'm like, who did he steal this from and not give credit to? (laughs) But uh, (laughs) there's a lot of truth in that. You know, um, it's something that I approach this whole sermon, by the way, from a very, I'll say a very millennial um, frame of mind, because I feel like a a hot topic word right now for, um, you know, for teenagers, for college age people, and honestly, even people uh, my age and older and stuff is, is called deconstruction. 
Um, and so what, it, and if you don't, if you're not familiar with that, all it means is basically, um, working out kind of the, the, the pragmatic side of your faith, if you will. It's mm-hmm. basically saying like, does this line up? You know, like Terry preached on does, does science and, and, and my faith and the creation account or whatever line up, um, does this, does God really exist? It's where you, you, you answer these really quote unquote doubting type questions and stuff. And so that's a popular thing. And unfortunately what seems to be happening in a lot of people throughout America, which by the way, there, there are some benefits. I'm probably, I don't want to like sound like a heretic for this, but there are some benefits because just as Terry was preaching on it's, it is okay to doubt. It's where you go down to a deeper, uh, a, a deeper level of your relationship, a deeper level of trust, a deeper um, understanding. All of that, um, you know. There's there's nothing wrong with that. However, it's when you give in. I think he actually quoted this too. He says the way to happiness is not to give in to your doubts. The way to happiness is to answer your doubts through the evidence we have in Christ. Um, and so, like, I I I know I was thinking of it from a perspective of. So many people I know that are my age and stuff that were in church and have quote unquote deconstructed because of their doubts. They went along yeah. with so many things that the world is putting into their minds to, um, you know, false teachers of the gospel and things like that to, I mean, you know, some Instagram influencer said and stuff like that because they had a poor experience with yeah. this or whatever. But just because you, when you went to put on your snorkel and uh, you, instead of, you know, seeing the beauty of the coral reef, the other part that Terry did not share that actually was a part of that story was um, we actually had what's called nurse sharks which they're completely harmless but they look like sharks they were actually like swimming all around them i actually got to touch them like as they were like swimming around us which is cool nurse nurse yes like Like, like, a a nurse like hospital like yeah they're called nurse sharks and they're they're probably like a little white hat and and a Yes, <laughs> like on a Halloween. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably they're like, white. <laughs> I want to say they're like two and a half feet long, about maybe three, foot, two, yeah. three feet. Like they're not very big, but they they look like a big fish, but they actually resemble shark. Well, what I feel like a lot of people do just to keep with that story and analogy is they see the shark and they're like, oh, well, then they can't have this coral reef. This coral reef must not exist because all I can see right now is the shark. And so that I think that's what we do with our doubts when we give into them. We're we're too focused on the things that we we were listening from other people and influencing us and stuff. And we go like with John the Baptist and stuff. We know the truth and everything else. But, uh, you know, we, we completely disregard it because of our circumstances, because of our situation, because of our quote unquote experience but the difference was is were we really truly pointing it back to christ mm-hmm. were were we humbling ourselves in that situation looking at the evidence a- absolutely we sing that song i see the evidence we of his goodness it, not this sunday last sunday yeah, yeah. like i and you know, i don't know I've, that's a hot topic discussion i feel like um and just a, i'm sorry i'm taking up a lot of time too but um we actually had a, a we didn't end up having our connect group so we facetimed some of ashland's family and stuff and believe it or not, we were talking with Ashlyn's grandma, who is like very fundamental old school Baptist and <laughs> everything she hate else you? too. <laughs> oh, we're not gonna talk about that. No. But we it was incredible because this she she's uh I believe she's close to eighty years old, seventy seven, seventy-eight years old. She said um she watched online 
for the services that they um, were not, they didn't go to their home church or whatever this morning. They actually watched um, our services. Normally she was honest. She said, I normally watch to see if Ashlyn's on praise team. And if, and if they're not, I don't always watch, but she said something about it. She said, which by the way, Tanner, she said she loved the music and everything thought it was great. Um, but she said that um, she kept listening after you got started in the sermon. Cause she said in 78 years or 77, however old she is, she's never heard a sermon on doubt. Mm-hmm that it was okay. Kind of going back to what Tanner said, mm. it's always been portrayed as a horrible it's thing, negative. that it's a sin, that it's wrong, that you just need more faith. You're not a good enough Christian. Y'all, that is not even a little bit true. And that is such a lie. Right. The difference is what are you running to when you have those doubts? Are you saying, God, show me, um, ask and the door will be open, seek and you will find like, are you really genuinely seeking or are you running to other things for that? Um, you know, that's, that's where a lot of this comes in, but that's even where his points came in, come in, tell God how you're feeling, humbly ask God for strength, gratefully thank God for all that's good despite the bad and constantly keep your focus on him. And so that was good stuff. I loved it. Oh, well, that'll save us some time because I was about to say, Terry, give us your four points really quick. <laughs> he just did, so uh, we'll just move on. No. Um, anything from your uh, my applications you would like to Yeah, my, my favorite part of the story, yeah, and all this is good, and my phone was blowing up. Social media has been you know going pretty rampant with this, too, because you could tell it really hit a nerve with folks. And, um, and my, my thought was is that I love – my favorite part of the story was is that, you know, and this – you know, just made me feel good uh, as my personality type. So I like this. It's all about your feelings. uh, Right. All about your feelings. So, (laughs) so, um, and when they're correct, uh, but, uh, (laughs) is that, um, the filtering our feelings through Jesus. But so when Jesus hears the guys, you know, John the Baptist followers come to him and, and this is to me just such a powerful takeaway for all of our audience today is Jesus doesn't, you know, condemn them or say John the Baptist is no longer the greatest preacher, you know, blah, 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 everything we just talked about. But I love how Jesus just goes crazy. And at that moment, he just says, all right, everybody that's sick, everybody that's lame, everybody that's, you know, um, you know, give me the dead. He just starts doing miracles and just starts healing everybody. And, and I think that is such a powerful truth for us is that Jesus is trying to show us his glory and we miss it. And again, we talked about this in our connect group and my D group last night is that Jesus just goes crazy showing the disciples of John the Baptist, his glory by healing everybody. And he says, now go back and tell my boy. And then there were still people that did not. Right. Believe. Of course. Quick, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, which is, you know, which that's, about that that's so condemning for right. us that, you know, that, and, and the whole point was, and that's why I turned and I love that part of the sermon too, is I said to all of these, you know, we've had, you know, four or five of our key families lose their husbands, you know, deacons and leaders in our church. And, you know, and I address them, you know, Sunday morning and, and, but it goes for all of us is that, you know, we talked about this, like I said, in the D group and small and uh, my uh, connect group is that we are not looking for God's glory. We're, we're, you know, dare I say it, even feeling sorry for ourselves. And we, and we get to looking at the, 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 you know, the negative things that are happening in our life and the glory of God is being shown by just simply, if you did your here journal this week, and I quote out of first Corinthians 15 and how that the whole week that we were in, you know, our here journals here at our church, if you're just simply following what God is doing here at our church, he is giving you relief and encouragement to know that, you know, your spouses and your loved ones are, they're not gone. 
when they're not missing. They are more alive than they've ever been before because it's not about here and now. And and then not only that, we shared stories of how God is raising up, you know, new new D group leaders and they're taking on the task. Young people in our church are leading discipleship groups and and just the the, the fact that we had record attendance, you know, since the beginning of the year, God is doing powerful stuff in our midst. And yet we're off track in our own personal life because we're ticked off with somebody or we're not happy with this situation. And honestly, all we're doing is we're just taking our own personal problems and not seeing the glory of Jesus. And Jesus is showing out right now. And even our deacons, Sunday afternoon, we had our deacons meeting. We met for about 15 minutes of business, and then the rest of the hour was just praying. And I said, here's my cautionary warning as a pastor. That's my job. That's what you know we're supposed to do as pastors, is I am really concerned that we will be like the other group that you just mentioned, Tanner, that we will sit here and focus on our own stupid problems and our own personality stuff that we're struggling with because of our own stupid decisions instead of realizing that God is glory is all around us and we need to see the fact that he is doing great things in our midst. And I'm just telling you, been in this for 30 some odd years. This is a season like I've never seen before for the last 18 months. And buddy, I'm telling you, don't waste it. Because I've done this for a long time. And I'm telling you, this doesn't happen often. It will not last. Nothing ever does in, in church and stuff. You better get your backside in gear and enjoy this while God is moving. When he does miracles, enjoy it. <laughs> Just focus on the significance of the passage of time. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Just do it. All right, uh, anything else? <laughs> I thought that was a good segue. Sorry. Shame on you. <laughs> Word, words of wisdom from our vice president. So what's coming uh, What's coming next week? So uh, next week, we're going to finish out John chapter 7. There's Luke. 50 verses. Luke, 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 sorry. <laughs> Luke chapter uh, 7, 50 verses, and we'll finally get through all 50 of them. And we're going to talk to you guys about, um, and it's, I mean, I know I keep saying this, but the Bible's so cool, is uh, we're going to see um, how to really enjoy love and forgiveness. And I, again, I know this sounds crazy stuff, but we really don't know how to enjoy love and forgiveness. And we're going to tell you how to do that Sunday. We're mm. singing Holy Water this Sunday. Your okay. forgiveness. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like sweet, sweet. There's going to be a woman that comes to Jesus, and he's going to just reach down and, and forgive her and love on her, and it's going to tick everybody else off. Remember, forgiveness is the new F word. So mm-hmm. Forgive. <laughs> Forgive you. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's take our (laughs) quick little break here, and uh, we'll come back with some fun segments on the podcast. Let me be sure I hit the right button. Here we go. (laughs) Have you been looking for a place to call home? Need a place that makes you feel welcome and valued while at the same time growing spiritually in Christ and biblical truths? At Connect Church, our mission is all about loving God, loving people, and making disciples. When we gather together, there's a spirit of worship, a spirit of kindness, and a spirit of welcoming to anyone and everyone who's seeking God's will and truth in their lives. We invite you to visit during one of our two Sunday services to discover how Connect Church can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Our friendly and spirit-filled worship environment is just the place for you. Visit Connect Church this Sunday during our 9 o'clock or 10.30 a.m. services 
located at 1650 North Veterans Boulevard in Tupelo, Mississippi. Or you can check out our live stream on our Facebook page or our website at www.triconnect.church. Again, that's www.triconnect.church. We look forward to connecting with you. We look forward to connecting with you. Hey, you said record attendance, and I wrote it down when you said this. Uh, what's crazy is about this attendance numbers that's happening at church, which we're very thankful for, was, you know, last week you were sick, and the whole world was on spring break at the <laughs> beach or at Disney or whatever, and we still had over 300 people. Here. I know. I saw that. that that's is, awesome. Yes. That's crazy. Like Shout that's, out to Connect Church family. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's not even count Missouri. Exactly. Yeah, we don't we don't ever count Missouri in our Alan, you count, dude. We, we, of course they count, but I'm saying like in our in house attendance, I don't no. we don't ever think to count them. So uh, all the other churches do. We should start doing that, man. Do they the really? Of, yeah, yeah. You you count all your satellite campuses. So you know. So yeah. So anywhere that people are listening to your services, all of that goes into one number. So yeah. can um, we can we count Ashlyn's grandma too? Since she watched online. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We just broke four fifty. <laughs> yes, we just yes. broke four thousand. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our best and the worst of the weekend. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Wait, 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 wait. Which was it? This is the worst. Simply the best. Thank you, Tina. Right? Yes. Yes. We Tina Turner. That Tina. That's right. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? Did y'all come prepared today? I'm ready. So uh, <laughs> my best uh, is obviously Duke in the Sweet 16. So we, uh, I felt like the that Michigan, was a great game. That was a great game. A fantastic. It, it, game. it was. And, and absolutely. And it was. You know, I've watched a lot of the basketball tournaments this uh, couple last couple. I even watched the conference tournaments. So I've really been because NBA sucks. So you're getting so, all your Coach K that you can right now. Yes, and getting all my Coach K. <laughs> yes, and so. Um, um, but so the significance of the passage of time, and now Coach K is leaving. Vice President Harris, we've had enough of that. All right, anyway, moving Stop on. It. So I know you're killing me, dude. So anyway, I'm totally making that one of my new buttons. Time out, time out, real quick. Yes. If, does that make you Joe Biden, him Kamala Harris, and I'm Nancy Pelosi? I quit. Nah. <laughs> that, that, that just went south all the way around. So anyway, uh, back to dude. Sometimes he sounds like Joe Biden. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. So anyway, so, uh, oh my gosh. We pray for our leaders. We do. That's right. Yes, yes. But just like the Republican ones too, they're stupid sometimes. Okay? And we're allowed to make fun of them. And we pray for all of them to better know Jesus. Right. Anyways, back I to agree. Duke. Okay, anyways. Duke right. Michigan State. So, so, Duke, so Duke and Michigan State, you know, watch a lot of basketball. That was a well-played game uh, just all the way around. And, you know, I, I really believe that the Michigan State game was going to be a trap game for us. I Absolutely. thought if we could get past that one that I feel like, man, the pressure's off. We can, you know, do whatever. And we may lose the next one, but but Michigan State played well that day. Uh, we played well that day. It was just, it was, like you said, it was pretty basketball, just well-coached, well-done. And you got to the legend coaches, you know. So it was just, it, it all came together. That was the, I, I've watched this all year. This is the best we played. Admittedly, if there was a coach that's going, and unless they win it all, someone's going to put him out, obviously. But Izzo, oh yeah, is, that's a credible loss. Oh, no you know doubt. And, like, and it's not like it's St. Peter. And, and it literally, uh, our, yeah. our team played the best we've played all year, all the way around, and it took everything we could get and still barely won. Right. You, you know, and so, I mean, if it was, you know, we won by like nine, but it was right there for the last minute. So, I mean, it would so. make for a great story if, you know, like Roast Beef Tech put Coach K mm. out 
to his misery. <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know. St. Peter's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's something you'll remember. Like, no one would really remember, oh, Michigan State's the one that put Duke out. Right, you know, right. I mean, it yeah. wasn't his closing season, but Creighton yeah. technically did that last year, year before last. To who? To Duke. Wasn't it two years ago? They knocked out Duke first round. It was. It was. I don't. Or was think that it was, several years ago? It, it, I'm not a Duke apologist. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was. It was not Creighton. But he's it a was, Duke fan. He I thought know. it was Creighton or is Colgate or one of those it, it was, it teams was, that it, was like ranked 15 and Duke was. Yeah, like it was a more like Colgate, somebody like that. So yeah, that's well, no better. I remember they lost. <laughs> no, it was worse. I remember they it lost to Lehigh. Oh yeah, about? maybe it was Lehigh. Maybe they that lost, was. They one. lost to Mercer. Mm-hmm. I think Pretty it's Lehigh is the one I was thinking of. Okay. I thought it was Creighton. Never mind. Mercer but, was about seven or eight years ago, and it was yeah. embarrassing. Well, Lehigh, Lehigh was Lehigh only was like two or three. Mm-hmm. Was it? No, yeah. Lehigh was. That was more recent, wasn't it? I don't think so. No, the Colgate one or whatever team it was was the more recent one. But yeah, anyway. I don't remember those. All right, Andrew, what's Which, your best of the week? Well, I was going to say this isn't my best, but inevitably every single time, so we're about to have to cancel our cable subscription, but uh, for the last couple of times, I've watched a little bit of March Madness, and Arkansas is always playing, like once we get the kids to bed and stuff, and I can I know, actually just sit down I and know. actually watch. It's always the second <laughs> oh. half of the Arkansas game. <laughs> so bad. Dude, I don't know how you do it. Like, that's stressful. Each of these games has been extremely stressful. I'm glad I'm not, like, personally invested whatsoever no, no. in this. I'm sending Hunter you're a check my blood pressure. <laughs> but you and the rest of the SEC is just watching Arkansas. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, although, yes, I did see that uh, that little video or whatever you put on, I think it was on Facebook. of uh, it was a, I don't even know yeah. who it is. But one, one of, of the, our players. You, one of your players Johnson. or whatever, he's like, all right, who's left from the SEC? Arkansas. <laughs> just Arkansas. Just Arkansas. <laughs> Um, anyways, but uh, so I, I that's not my best, but it's been stressful watching Arkansas basketball. <laughs> um, and I'm not, I don't, I get even care less. Thursday night, sure. Yes. Um, so my best was uh, we had no kids for a little bit this weekend, and mom and dad got to enjoy some much needed adult time. It was wonderful, which by the way, I'm not recommending them to win necessarily. However, Amsterdam Deli, we had it for lunch on Saturday. That place is so. Good. I've not tried that one. I've been there, oh, I've been my there once. Goodness. It was okay. Did they, I uh, love it. It's like Greek and up, all we'll that kind of stuff. It. Oh, it is so good. Bloomin' love it. Oh, man. Loved yeah. it. And we got to eat outside. It was nice weather. Everything. Oh, they I did love win. it. Okay, so they won their first round matchup versus Park Heights Restaurant, which I've also never been to, uh, 67 to 34. Or 33, excuse me, can't read. That was a big win. I have been yeah. to both, and to be honest, for the value of everything, I would definitely choose Amsterdam, so, which I think I did. How, how many park heights <laughs> have? 33%. Uh, oh, 33%. That was about how much you guys totally scored to still beat New Mexico State. With all, you gotta <laughs> is, right? all you gotta do is score one more point. To, I'm down My with a 3 2 win. I don't care. How much would you score in the first half of that game? But see, here's the, here's the thing, okay? <laughs> they, because that, you, that uh, New Mexico State player. Uh, Teddy Allen. Mm-hmm. He scored 37 points on in round one versus right, UConn. Right. And he destroyed UConn, him yeah. himself. So, like, this is what the coach said after the game in press conference. Like, we focused so much on our defense for that game. He's like, you could clearly tell it affected our offense. Like, I'm, I'm down with that. As, <laughs> we're shutting them down. We're scoring enough to win. I'm fine with that. Tell me one team who's not in the tournament that would take an ugly win like that. Well, yeah. It you was know? it was a much more impressive defensive game on both sides. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. and the big takeaway was is because you guys beat New Mexico State, Mississippi State got a new coach. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that here. In hey, man. All right, my best of the week. Um, my record as the artificial, unofficial singing voice of the Razorbacks, per, per my favorite radio show, is now 29 and 11. 
Okay. Nice. So I'm down with that. You know, well, that's that's pretty good. That's good. I was probably around the upper 600, 700 Ooh. winning percentage. So yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take that all day. So let's go, huh. Hogs. Arkansas, will you make the <laughs> final four? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Terry, what's your worst of the My week? My worst goes back to college basketball because that's what we're in. So I'm oh, doing premarital counseling with this couple who's getting ready to get married, and I'm no longer marrying them now uh, because <laughs> when the uh, young lady come in last night, I won't mention Keely's name, and Uh-oh. she uh, says, hey, Brother Terry is um, that, and this is literally how she started our conversation off in the counseling. She says, is that um, little um, basketball tourney that you've been watching, is that okay? over with now oh gosh and, and i was like excuse me little basketball tourney and she and she goes yeah abram's family they've got you know all of these sheets and all these paperwork i go they're called brackets uh, that's, that's <laughs> and, so, and so she was just like this little tourney is it you know over with and i go it's called march madness the biggest thing on television right now of the year and so i it's said literally I, the greatest month so I told her that she could go to another church. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. No, well, she can, but Abram has to stay. So. Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I want her to stay. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, Andrew, what's your worst? I have one, and I'm not going to lie. I've completely blanked. I have no idea. Like, I really, I was prepared, I promise, right, but well, I cannot I'll, remember. I'll go, and maybe you'll think of it while I'm talking. My worst, um, okay, so I, I already alluded to my favorite radio show, Will. They had... Um, um, a contest of naming a hor- an upcoming race at the Arkansas mm-hmm. Oakland Horse Racing and Casino, right? And if you if they picked your entry, then you got to win a free trip to the uh, the race, and you get to be in the winner's circle, all expenses paid trip, and whatever. So I'm, you know, I, of course, like any good listener, I submit my entry. Well, I met my entry made the final four, okay? And they were doing the the uh, winners through Twitter polls, right? So when it comes out, like the, I'm in the final four and I'm getting destroyed in that <laughs> final four round, I copy the tweet and I send it out and put it on Facebook. I retweet it and I, I said, I need all my friends to go vote for the, for my name. I named the race, the, uh, Ruskin and Zach Heineman services, horsepower kerfuffle. That was what I was wanting to call the race. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, the other one was like the gettable something anyways. Um, so I just said, go vote for the kerfuffle. If if we win, I get a free trip to Arkansas Horse Racing and Casino. You know, like, anyway. <laughs> so, nice. You know how much, that? how many votes that got me? Like, negative three, okay? <laughs> like, I put that out, and I still lost. And so my worst is all my Facebook friends did not help me out whatsoever on helping me win a trip to the Horse Racing and Casino. I'm very hurt by this. Yes. Also, my other worst uh, is there's tonight is there's a uh, church softball coaches meeting uh, down at the Neely Center at the Veterans Park. And I'm going to go, and I'm going to get the information, and then I'm going to gather the team and say, so one of y'all is oh, coaching absolutely. or there is no team because yeah, I'm not doing it. We're going to talk about there that staff go. meeting. I'm yeah. with you. So, I'm yeah, not definitely. doing it. I ain't got Ke- time for Kena it. Kena even gave me somebody's check because apparently they get turned into guest services. Uh-huh. I said, Kena, why in the world would you think I'm in charge of this? <laughs> yeah. That is the yeah. last thing so, you want me in charge so of. So you, uh, if we got any softball player listeners out there, you better <laughs> step up or there will be no team. I'm just telling you that right Uh-oh. now. 
right, did you figure out your worst? I really don't remember. Oh, don't I've, got, I've got a worst for you too. Is that speaking to Kina and all this, you know, meeting with you know church folks. Is so she's meeting me about the greeter. She's got all these great ideas and all this stuff that she wants to do to add to you know. And she does a fabulous job with our greeting team. Our greeting team is just you know they're they're a home run, do a great job. But she goes, let's just take it to the next level. So Friday, I'm here at eleven o'clock, you know, finishing out sermon stuff and all that. And Taylor's got her schedule for the meeting, and Taylor and I just sit there with our fingers going da 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 da. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm on a date with Hector, and I forgot about our meeting. Oh, and yes. So uh, Keena's the worst. <laughs> the worst. That's funny. Um, okay, well, let's just go ahead. By the way, speaking of worst, so I'm just looking at our church <laughs> podcast uh, uh, schedule. So you guys, you're like 20th in the church um, NCAA oh, bracket. I've got oh, all the, that's my worst. Oh, I say, I've got I, all the information right here to go over. So we'll goodness get, gracious. And, and Adam uh, Andrew's brother has. Do you see the name of his? Yes, team? he did that last year too. He, he go, his is Arkansas sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, I, I hope you're getting fat. <laughs> so uh, sorry that just that finally did remind me um i i chose baylor to win it all so yeah, my they, bracket they is completely done for that was probably yeah, my toast. worst in yeah. watching that that this was is, that was embarrassing it's literally been i've never picked a bracket this bad before in my life now granted i'm uh, like every bracket i'm dependent i will go as far as arkansas will take me because i will always right, pick right. arkansas sure. so i mean that's that's fine i don't care but as far as like you know, I've had years of getting 14 out of 16, 13 out of 16. I think I have like three out of 16 this year. No. Like, it's no. it's awful. It's so bad. I'm normally somewhere within the uh, five to eight range. <laughs> Our current leader. Who's uh, Will Wade? That's strong. what I was going to say. Whoever Will Wade's strong <clears throat> offer is, uh, you need to uh, identify yourself so we can know who you are. That is a great um, score, though. Good grief. I know. He's killing it. Um, killing it. Uh, real Aaron Brooks. That's one of my friends from Arkansas. Who, yeah, he's uh, doing joined, good too. Yeah, he's he's killing it too. Dogs win again. The Colton, he's doing good. He's in fourth place or third place in the that Colton? Chuck. That's I assume that's Colton. It well, says C wages. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey. it could be Taylor. I don't know. Chuck uh, is fourth. Sound Chuck is fourth. Wow. He don't even he doesn't even know what a basketball shape like. That's right. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Let's see. Last year's champion was Wait, you gotta read Bailey. who's you, you gotta read who's tied for fourth. Who's tied for fourth? Oh, a- Adam. And what's uh, his name? Arkansas Vista. sucks. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, Arkansas and Duke will get to play on Saturday night. Yes, uh, we'll that find be, out who. Yeah, sucks. we're gonna have a party here at the I'm church, dude. You. Let's do it. Man. Well, see, see. Okay, so they, of course, our, <laughs> of course, our region, the West region, is the only one that went chalk all the way through. Right. Yes. Of course. It, it is. It's so it's like yes. Now we're playing with house money. We're the four yeah. seed. We're the lowest yeah. seed left. Right. So. Uh, you know, I kind of want this to happen now that, that you guys, and then we all have like a viewing party or something up here at the church on Saturday. Cause I'll do the crap that he does at like the egg bowl and football and everything is I'll wear an Arkansas shirt and a Duke shirt and whichever yes. one's winning, yes. I'll just take that shirt on there and whichever's losing, I'll take that shirt off and instigate between the both of you. Yeah. We don't need you taking your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what Bailey's bracket is called on here, but so you, who do you guys play then Thursday? Gonzaga? Gonzaga, yeah. Oh, that's your like your yeah, nemesis. That's, I mean, that's, that's the team that you can't stand. It's, it's a oh, sure. oh wow, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I ain't afraid of them. Tanner I mean, has a lot win, of but, nemeses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they may win, but you know, yeah. normally Gonzaga flames out around this time. Right, so right. we'll we'll see. You know, I, I have of them, course they'll beat us by twenty five because I said that. So and what's I'm not just it? trying to get brownie points, but I honestly picked Arkansas to win this game. I had them in the Sweet Sixteen. I didn't I had, have Gonzaga in the Sweet Sixteen. I, I, I have them losing next round though. I have I have Arkansas beating Gonzaga too. So you. You're, have you watched their center play 
Which one? They the, got two the trees. The, well, not the... They got Timmy and Timmy, Holmgren. The Timmy guy. He's the, great. Yeah. I, but, I feel like if we can just shut him down and let the rest of the team play, we'll be fine. But his style of play is going to irritate the fire out of you because he just... he he's, just, he's good. Yeah, but he's a goofball when he does it. So he yeah. just, you know... Yeah. What, what seven-foot white guy's not a big goofball? Yeah. You know, yeah. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, I don't know who... Um, we got a lot of good names on here. Uh, I won't read some of them. Um, are you really Duke fan one? Yeah. That's you? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know because you'd said some, You'd said another name. Uh, shout out to Avery Proust and whoever G Loves Our Better One is for signing up for the bracket challenge and then not even filling out a bracket. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they, didn't, they, put, they signed up and then did not submit yeah, any entries. Yeah, I entry, saw so, that one. That's so, awesome. So good job to them. All right, let's get into uh, real quick our eateries bracket. Um, yes. Round one is complete from our eateries bracket. And uh, I'm hungry now. There, there was one. Listen to this, y'all. I had to do this yesterday. Um, out of all the responses, only one matchup went 50 50 down the middle. Ooh. Who? Woody's versus Simmer Down. Ooh. So, I mean, like, you can only vote once, and it was already closed. So I just flipped a coin. And some and Woody's won the coin flip, so they got to move to the second round. So, so this is probably really irritating. I've never actually eaten at Woody's. Oh my um, gosh! Because everybody, everybody says it's phenomenal. It it's is. one of the best steaks you can get, but it's it very. Is. It can be expensive. Yeah. And I've had Simmer Down. I'm not gonna lie. I still voted for Woody's Simmer. Down. I don't have I anything Simmer against down. Simmer Down. I just don't think it's as great as half people think it is. Have you I, gone like just by yourself, or did you go with the big Deacons party and stuff like that? Uh, I went. I went one time by myself. Okay, and we did the steak for two deal, or whatever. Uh-huh. It was good. It was don't get me wrong, and it's a great value. But I, I it's not. It's not that great of a steak to me. I like, it's okay. It's just okay. So you voted for the. So I voted for Woody's, even though I've never, never had it. <laughs> well, I've I've been to Bose, and I would do Woody's hands down. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, a big shocker to me was Connie's fried chicken just beating the tar out of Cafe Two Twelve. Um, oh, not me. I figured Connie's would win that. But one, Ca- so. Cafe Two Twelve was so like trendy. And, yeah, you know, it's like, I love Cafe Two Twelve. But, but honestly, <laughs> for, lunch, for, for lunch, for me, but for breakfast, Connie's hands only, down. But, but see, I don't like their lunch or the, those. No, I don't the either. The only thing I like for Connie's is breakfast. A hundred percent, the chicken biscuit with gravy oh, yeah. and the blueberry, blueberry donuts, donuts. You can't yeah. beat it. I really think that we're going to have a showdown between uh, Dairy Cream and Nautical Whimsy. Who won like, that one? Oh, Nautical Whimsy all day. Dairy, well, me too, but I'm just saying. Like, Dairy Cream won the first round. Of the Dairy first. Cream just destroyed. Are you the guys Blue ready? And so they're going up against Nautical Whimsy. Now the they're going round. against the Stables. Stables. They, oh, I voted for Stables in the title game. Yeah, yeah. Dairy Cream's going to win that one yeah. against Stables. I'm going to offend they, all of our. Are, I'm yeah. going to offend all of our listeners. I know it's one of the most iconic, coolest places. Elvis used to eat there. It is not good. What? Their ice cream is fine. Their Dairy, Dairy cream. cream their food is I've horrible. Never, I've never had their food. So their, f- their burger <laughs> gives you immediate shivering fits quicker than Taco Bell. Yeah, I almost said it. You I'm said just saying, like, it is it is not good. Why do people, are, Ashlyn. <laughs> I've never had their food, but I, I eat their ice cream. I love Ashlyn ice came cream. up and she was like, why is everybody enamored with this place? So, it is not good. So far, <laughs> ice cream. purple cow. Hardin's yeah, cool. is uh, beating Romy's Grocery seventy to thirty. Wow! Uh, Who, who's beating Romy's days. Grocery? Hardin's, Hardin's is yeah. right now is winning right now in the second round. Hardin's is good. Yep. Uh, Sweet Tea and Biscuits Cafe is beating the Crossroads Rib Shack right now. I've never had either one of those. I had Sweet Tea and Biscuits for the first time like last week. I didn't even heard of it till last week. Is it the one that's beside? It was okay. I mean, hey, where is Sweet Tea? That's Butterbean's on the one that's by Forklift. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Sweet Tea and Biscuits is more of a shall I say. 
mature ladies uh, restaurant. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, kids at heart would love that place. No, that's where we go. Yeah. Yes. Speaking uh, of which, why wasn't Pfeiffer's on there? They, didn't, that they didn't make the cut. Sorry. Oh, they didn't? No, <laughs> they weren't rated high enough on TripAdvisor. No. And then another battle here, uh, Johnny's Drive-In versus Chop is 50-50 right now. So. Oh, Ooh, no, that's Chop. A tough call. That's Chop is so good. Johnny's is good, though. Johnny's is not good. I'm sorry. It's, it's it, again. It's it's the same as Dairy Cream. It's iconic, cool that Elvis ate there. It's really not that good. It's and, cheap. And poor anybody that. that gets paired up against Nautical Whimsy right now because they're just destroyed. They won the first round like 96 to four. Yeah. Right now they're winning 89 <laughs> to 11 over the Skybox. So and Skybox is so good. I but love Skybox. Yeah. Nautical Whimsy is so. Oh man. All right. So vote in our I've eateries bracket. By the time you hear this podcast, round two will be closed. So I got was all for nothing. Be ready so. for round three. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, all right, let's get into some dumb questions and let's get out of here, okay? Um, this might be a stupid question. Uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. What a stupid question that is. You ask a lot of stupid questions. Can I ask a dumb question? Better than anyone I know. <laughs> Better than anyone I know. All right, uh, why... This is for you over there, mustache man. Yes. Why are they called mustaches and not mouth brows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it a mouth brow mouth from brow. now on. I like that. We have to change the whole promo yes. instead of saying uh, something about the mustache or whatever. You're going to have to, have to do a voiceover and say mouth brow. Mouth brow. Abs- I am 100% <laughs> going by muth- mouth brow, man. <laughs> mouth brow. Mouth brow. I can't even say it. <laughs> All right. In France, do people just ask for toast and get French toast, or do they have to ask for American toast? Oh. Think that through. When you're in France and you ask for toast... Do you just automatically get French toast? Uh, or do you, if you're wanting American toast, you know, something to think about. Kind of like, do you You've order, been to France. Yeah. Do you order Chinese food? Like if you're in China or is it just called food? Food. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. My mind's blown. I don't even have any comments. <laughs> All right, my last dumb question. Why do we say bye-bye, but we don't say hi-hi? <laughs> <laughs> That's good one. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Bye-bye. You need to start saying that. No, hi, no. Connect Church. I'll do hi, that. Hi. I'll do that Sunday morning. Hi. But walk out on stage. Hi. Oh, hi. I, I, Tanner, I have one for you. All right. Are you ready? This, yeah. is, this is just for you. If I weigh 99 pounds, which I don't, but if I weigh 99 pounds and I eat a pound of nachos, am I technically 1% nacho? Absolutely. <laughs> Think about it. If you eat a pound of nachos. If I'm 99 pounds and yeah. I eat a pound of nachos, am I technically made up of 1% nachos? I'm all for it. Absolutely. Until three hours later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let me get you out of here with this. Go back to basketball for just a second. I'm loving all these new SEC head coach basketball hires. They are, they are people I've never heard of in my life, and neither have you. <laughs> L- listen to this. Of course, Chris Jans. From New Mexico State, right. went to Mississippi State, which we never heard of him. Never seen, him never seen him in all of my life does, until and, you guys beat him that day. And let's just be honest. Does that, I mean, when I see his picture on social media, I'm like, that's who I want to be my coach? That guy? Okay, whatever. Um, Todd Golden went to Florida. Any idea where he's from? No. He, he coached uh, the University of San Francisco. Oh, wow. San yeah. Francisco has a university. <laughs> they were a ten seed this year in the tournament. So, oh, they were. That's they, right. They actually won a national championship. They in, did win in, a national championship in nineteen sixty. Yeah, a long, long time ago. 
Oh, wow. Um, Before right. any of those people were alive. Wilt Chamberlain was their center for <laughs> Oh, gosh. LSU hired. They've never won a game since. <laughs> LSU hired somebody named Mac, Matt McMahon or Mac Mahan. I don't know how you say his so name. So what happened to that coach? What was he doing that he got like, I mean, is he getting arrested? I mean, he was just. Are really... we allowed to talk about this on the podcast? <laughs> it was uh, his wire. He got wiretapped by the FBI on on cheating players, on paying players. And no kidding. Kind of this was four years ago. He should have been fired four years ago. Ah. And it's just now catching up with him. Ah, I, see, I didn't even heard that part yeah. of it. Which that's another thing that bogs, bothers me about Illinois, by the way. Like shame on Brad Underwood. Like, he should not be allowed to be in the postseason because he left Oklahoma State to go to Illinois. You right. Know? And um, Oklahoma State is in postseason bans for all of the activity under Brad Underwood. Right. No one in Oklahoma State was even around when he did all that, but they're the ones being punished in the postseason. Couldn't go to postseason. He's been gone for four or five years. I know, but that's how the NCAA works. They're that's stupid. stupid. It's yeah. the same thing. Like if I didn't Litt, even know that. If he's Litt, off scot-free in Illinois going to the tournament and everything in Oklahoma State, who no one was around when he was there, is punished. That's like five years right. ago, yeah. and yeah. they're just now coming up with that? Yeah. I did not know well, that. Well, just yeah. like with Liberty and, and Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze should have been sanctioned, shouldn't have been able to do anything with Liberty, but he was still allowed to recruit and do all the stuff, unless Liberty didn't have any postseason yeah. with him so but Ole Miss is the one that paid the price that's uh, crazy all right two more uh Dennis Gates hired at Missouri any ever heard of him no idea <laughs> head coach at Cleveland State amen, <laughs> amen. <laughs> Lamont Harris at South Carolina came from Chattanooga anyways so never all these players uh, all these coaches I've never heard of before coming to the SEC all right that's our podcast for today y'all got anything else y'all want to talk about after next year that, if that it doesn't turn we around we, we're going to replace Kermit Davis <laughs> that means with all these great coaches coming in we need more teams in the SEC in the NCAA tournament yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. alright y'all have a great week thanks for listening share the podcast share the podcast share the podcast <laughs> <laughs>